Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I was grabbing a beer. Welcome to the Porsche Talk Podcast, where three young adults take a deep dive in everyday matters with their unapologetic and diverse perspectives. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brockwood Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. And Morgan, not a regular mom, but a cat mom. We are back. Season 2, Episode 2. Shout out to the people. We got a lot of good stuff, uh, feedback and whatnot from the revamps um, in the Season 2. So, hey, we appreciate all you guys. As always, if you want to help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Spotify. Share the podcast with a friend. We greatly appreciate you. And you can get shouted out like Young Pistol. Still my favorite um, review just because of the name is so fucking hilarious. No, that is kind of comical. We got a lot to get into. Um, it's going to be a little bit of hot takes. It's probably going to be a lot of hot takes if we're being honest, but we have some pre-first topic topics to get into. So Ezra, take it away. I no longer have any pre-first topic topics since the pre- the pre-topics became topics. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's <laughs> let's just get into your real estate issues. Here we go. All right. So it's in our lease that our grass gets cut. I think everybody here know I don't mind doing some land, landscaping, some lawn work. If I look at it too long and I don't like it, I'm going to go out there and handle it. That's why I'm out there hedging my bushes in the freezing rain and falling this winter. That's why I had to get back on it a couple of weeks ago and get out there and chop them bushes down. Because our people be on some bullshit and I like curb appeal. I don't want to be the trashiest yard on the block. Something about that don't sit right with me. So our grass hasn't been cut in like two months. Long as shit now. It's probably mm. like 18, 20 inches. And at first I was like, fuck it. It's not our problem. They need to handle it. But on Friday, we were walking in, and the lady next door, old lady, sweet lady, she started asking us about the grass and, like, what was going on? And I was like, damn, now niggas talking about it. <laughs> so Mariah hit the leasing agent up and was like, hey, yo, like, what's going on? And he was like, remind me on Monday. We hit him today, and he shoots back with a text and sends us the landscaping's number. It was like, call the landscaper. And I was what? like, send me the number. I'm going to do it solely because it's been like two months and our grass ain't get cut. But I don't like doing this nigga's work because that's like your job, nigga. So I called the landscaping guy, nice guy from the sound of it. He's like, hey, yo, like how you get my number? And I was telling him like, yo, you used to cut my grass, whoop-de-woo. I live over yonder, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But your landlord, that leasing agent, they owe me $12,000. Putting shit until I get paid. And in that yeah. moment, I knew I had been got. And here's why. That's the whole reason this asshole scumbag gave me the landlord, the landscaping number, and he didn't call him himself. He can't call a nigga he owed $12,000. Oh. So he tried to get me to. And I'm like, yo, like, what's up? And he was like, if it's too long, I was like, how much is it going to cost for you to come bust it down one time? And he was like 150. But if it's too long, I'm not gonna be able to get my mower over it, so I'm not gonna be able to do it at all. I don't know what it is or is it. We're gonna have to send him a picture of it. He said, send him a picture. I got back in touch with my leasing agent. I sent him a text and I was like, hey, yo, like, set up a time to call me because I reached out to the landscaping guy and I got a few questions. He's like, I'm in a conference. I was like, that's fine, I'll wait. And then he he was like, Yes, <laughs> sir. Time. And then he hit me back and he called me. He was like, What's going on? And I told him, I was like, first and foremost, I don't appreciate you making me call the landscaper. And here's why. I called him and he told me, you owe him $12,000. 
So now I'm in the middle of y'all. He said, she said, and this is business you should be handling. And he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do. I'm going to pay him today. I'm going to pay him today. And in that moment, I knew this nigga was lying to my face. Because you don't just forget you owe somebody $12,000. And I doubt you you don't forget you owe somebody $12,000. And then the very moment someone tells you that you're like, oh, I'm going to pay him today. No, this (laughs) nigga was ducking him. That's crazy. How do you have your landscaping debts up to $12,000? Because this leasing agency, they own like every house on my block. But they also own like Mm. mad shit in Cleveland. And I think these landscapers cut like all of his properties, he was saying. And Buddy was like, they ain't paid me in two months. And just to cut ours one time, and he was coming twice once a week, just to cut our shit is 150 a pop. So you could probably get to 12000 in two months on the word of, well, we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you. And I guess the landscaper got to the point where he was like, nigga, didn't pay me. So is your whole block in shambles, or is it really just your spot? No, because the problem is... Mo- I said most of my block. There's a few houses on my block where like people own it. So if they own their house, then they don't got the, they're like doing their own. And then there's mm-hmm. a few renters, which is also in shambles, but not everybody. I don't think everybody's lease includes landscaping. Cause some of these people cut their own grass. And maybe if you were cutting your own, you might not have negotiated that if you had a lawnmower and stuff like that. And some of them are just bent abandoned lots. They abandoned lots look terrible. And then there are some getting kind of unruly like ours because these niggas haven't been to cut the grass. I happen to live next door to a lady who owns her house. So my question is, if are you going to have to pay out of pocket now to get your grass cut? Here's the issue. Because Buddy told me, he was like, yeah, you're going to want to resolve that because if it gets to 30 inches, the city going to find you somewhere between $300 and $450. But wouldn't they find the leasing agency who's in charge of that? That's where it's like an umbrella of we don't know. I don't know if that fine comes to us since we live here as the tenants. I don't know if it goes to them since they're the leasing agency slash landlords. Or I don't know if they're going to be like, well, you live there, so you got to cut it. When in my mind, I'm thinking this might be me like optimistically thinking and biased thinking like it's in our lease that you're going to take care of it. So since you didn't take care of it, this fine should be yours, my boy. Yeah, I think I think it would have to fall on the leasing agency if it's in your lease. You might want to talk to your downstairs neighbors to see if it's also in their lease. I'm surprised they haven't bitched about that either, to be honest with you, though. He worked overnight, so Buddy be trying to sleep during the day, and I don't think he really care about what's going on out in that front yard. Bro, he definitely sees the fucking grass oh, when he's getting he home in the morning. definitely see it. I just don't think he gives a fuck. <laughs> but no, I think that should fall on them, because if it's in your lease and... I mean, specifically, it's in your lease. I think that's like your golden. Yeah, like, I'm hoping. But lease people, like the little people who work in the leasing office, leasing agents, are such assholes. Um, in our lease, it says if you submit a maintenance request, and if someone doesn't respond or like complete the request within 24 hours, each day you get a credit on your um next payment Mm -hmm. so we spent like something was wrong one of our shelves was broken in our kitchen um they didn't get to us or they didn't respond to the request within 24 hours um or they did they just said that they would come and fix it eventually then 
both my roommate are like not home one day and she comes home and she texts me a picture and is like what did you do in the kitchen and I was like what do you mean and she was like our um stove top is like off and I was like okay well that wasn't me so I go to the leasing office and it's like oh yeah well they um they came to fix the shelf that you put in a request for and I was like okay, well, they didn't fix the shelf. It's still broken and literally on the ground. And you guys took apart our stove and didn't do anything. Um, So where's the courtesy credit? And she was like, well, no, no. So if you read the, um, the lease super finely, it says that we either have to complete it or respond to it. And you can see that we did respond. We said that we were going to come fix it. And I was like, okay, but you didn't fix it. That's where they but get you with the response bullshit. Yeah, so I don't, I'm a bitch, so I ended up getting my courtesy credit. Like, <laughs> I popped them. But she really tried to play us. Also, did they come no. without telling you they was coming to fix it? Yes. And then they yeah. literally, something, I guess, fell into... Um, we have like the stove top where they have the little burners mm-hmm. on top of it. So I guess something fell. So they like took that whole thing off and just left it on the side with a bunch of like work pieces there. And you're like, who the fuck was in our apartment? Yeah, they definitely can't enter your shit without letting you know what like a 12, 24 hour is. Uh... And it sucks because all of our maintenance people, they're so nice, but they only speak Spanish. So every time they come, like we, both sides have to use Google Translate in order to <laughs> really say what's going on. Our problem with our maintenance people was they were like super nice, but we were still we were seeing them weekly at some point because of how much problems we had. And at some point, you can only be nice for so long. And I felt like near the end, I was kind of like a dickhead, low key, just like more rude or short. But it was never towards them. It was towards all the issues we had, but they were super cool guys. Yeah. I mean, our friend, shout out Casey, um, she's like ready to take her um, leasing agency to court because her shower hasn't worked since like May 20th, like over a month now. What? Like just over no a month? Water. Is she going to court? Yeah, well, because you got to think about it. It's, I mean, she's had issues where there was like roaches in her apartment and like mm-hmm. for months now where like the damages would probably be around six grand worth of rent because she hasn't paid because there's been no water and all this stuff. Um, so she's ready to take them to court if need be, if she doesn't get her security deposit. I'm not going to lie. Thinking about not paying rent the last month. We put in a fucking invoice like two months ago to have our toilet fixed because our toilet is leaking. They never fixed the fucking hole in our bedroom floor from the day we moved in almost 11 months ago. So, like, it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? But the dude that I was talking to today, the landscaper, he told me, he was like, yeah, and I heard they hadn't paid their man-eats people in a while either. So we run into the same issue with them. They don't got no fucking workers because they don't have no fucking money. But we keep paying them. So it's like something's got to give here. How do these people operate, dude? Real estate, like the leasing game, is just the dirtiest game of the business it by is. far. So hold on, all right. Before we go to the next topic, uh, what is this hole in your floor, bro? We got like a legit hole in the floor. Like, <laughs> like down. We moved in, and like we're moving out. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it's like a little gas in the floor, 
And now there's like a deeper gash. And we put in it, we sent them a picture of it. And they're like, oh, we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. 11 months has gone by. And then like during October, when we had a lot of people, you know, when I first moved in, we had people here like every fucking day. So we had one of the maintenance guys here. And Buddy was like, hey, yo. And I was telling him, because he was fixing the hole in the bathroom that they had to do to fix our pipes in the sink. And I showed him the shit in the room. And he was like, I'm going to tell you right now, that was like a short-term like stitch up so they could hurry up and rent the place out. He was like, in order to fix this, they got to take all this wood panel from under the like, um, cer- not ceramic, I don't know the name of like the tiles. Laminate? Laminate floors. He was like, they would have to take all of the wood from under the laminate floor from this point in the room all the way through the hallway to the guest room. And they'd have to yank oh. all that shit up and fix it. It'd be like a two-day project. So they just did this to like gas over it real quick. And now there's like a legit hole in the floor. Man, I do not look forward to trying to find a new place in a new city. It's just, it's going to be a disaster. I'm going to tell you right now, it, it has to be 10 times better than this. <laughs> no, I mean. Because this was wild. Well, again, this is why I told you it was stupid that you just rented a house without ever looking at it. Man, we thought that, I thought that virtual tour was it. But, you know, you live and you learn. Don't virtual right. tour. Right. Ezra's talking about, oh, I could find you a cheap house in Atlanta. <laughs> Like, no, thank you. Hey, I didn't say it would have come with some struggle. All right, as give me your mountain biking take. All right, this isn't super hot, but it's definitely hot. I was talking earlier, I was talking with the boys and we we're ta- and one of the homegirls, and we were talking about how much money you realistically need to do something dangerous or risky. And we couldn't decide on what was like the appropriate amount of dangerous or risk to value to money. And then we settled on mountain biking. Everybody knows how to bike. It's not inherently super deadly, but it's definitely dangerous enough where you can get fucked up. How much money realistically would you need to go mountain biking? An hour of mountain biking on a medium mountain bike course. Oh my goodness. I don't, I mean. uh, I can't really even ride bikes. And I'll tell you, when I tried to mountain bike at Camp Canadensis, it was not my forte. I was like screaming the entire ride. And that ain't even really mountains. That's just riding a bike on a trail. (laughs) I mean, you're you're talking to a guy who was, after watching Top Gun and the most recent one, shout out a little, uh, that's probably going to be my recommendation of the week. Um, I'm thinking that I could be a fighter pilot. So realistically, I think I can mountain bike. And not get paid at all, but I'll take like five hundred bucks just to five hundred get a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. He's cap. I'm telling you right now, I would need ten to twelve thousand dollars. That's a mountain and bike. I think People that's for fun. I think that's realistic. I'm not talking like just riding your bike in the woods. I'm talking why like was, why is anyone paying you for this? I'm talking guy? like yeah. legitimate mountain biking. We're just saying like, what's the most dangerous thing you do for what amount of money? Mountain biking is something that I think is like legitimately dangerous. Because niggas really get fucked up from that. And I don't think you're like, I can ride my bike on the sidewalk. Correlates to mountain biking, Eric. But like, what are we talking about that's so dangerous? Like, there's usually trails and stuff already established. that's not mountain biking. That's like trail riding. I'm going to send you one right now, mountain biking. And you're going to be like, hmm, I don't know if I can do that. I know what you're talking about, and... I mean, if someone's going to pay me, I guess I would want, like, yeah, 10000 would be kind of cute. So you're saying that this mountain biking is different from riding trails and, like, where they have, like, 
wood stuff set up where you're like riding on wood and doing like little obstacles. You're saying that's different from mountain biking. Bro, have you seen like the talking about the little tiny like trails that they have where you like you're going up a a hill and then like shooting off of it and trying to land in the perfect place to keep continuing. Yeah, and it's like rocks and wood and real shit. Again, you're talking to someone who thinks he could be a fighter pilot if I would got into the game younger. So I don't think this would be much of an issue for me. Now, would I would I probably come out of this with at least a broken arm and a torn ACL? Probably. You're definitely breaking something. Hands I down. I don't think that mountain biking is this difficult. What? I can barely drive a car. <laughs> I hated to hear that. <laughs> that's why she's always walking. If you ever see her story, she's always walking because the driving's just that's too difficult. No, because in Atlanta, it's a lot of traffic. Yeah, Atlanta's the worst. So if I want to go five minutes down the street, it's going to take 20 minutes to drive. So I'd rather just walk across the street. You don't got to take some mountain bike, hands down. Bro, you're talking about a black diamond. That's not a medium course. What are you talking about? That's a medium course. No, black diamond, if you're talking about skiing, is like the highest level. So I feel like that correlates All right, to then that. look at the next one. This is another one that's just mountain biking, out in the woods, on the bike. Like, but look, even those these have trails. That's what I'm talking about. It's not about. a little trail, trail, but that's not enough for you. These are you are a novice. I could easily do this. Oh my god! Do you now, know what's this is easy. hard? Biking in New York City drunk. Now that is a death hazard. You know what you that's just said? The hazard. You literally. You know what's hard? Driving drunk. Like, what are we saying? <laughs> you can get drunk to into anything and it's hard. God, this is the insight that you just can't get anywhere else, you know? No, I think mountain biking's not this bad. I mean, there's all it's all trails. You're just riding a trail. You can ride I'm the bike all you want. You don't have it. No one says you need to go hit a backflip off of these, these little ramps they have. Ooh. All right, guys. We'll just have to have a bike off one day. You should have said something like, "How much to like swim with sharks?" Like that's something. What? That's nothing. They don't even care about people. What if they put chum in the water? Still- <laughs> they got riled up sharks. Just don't be near it. Get away from the chum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some other hot takes that we have on the docket today. So we have a hot take here. We need to. <laughs> We need to cancel people who bitch about being bullied as a kid like we canceled people who are like hometown heroes and like high school jocks living it up in their later years. The fact that there's already a term hometown heroes lets it be known like how much people hate them. Like that is such a douchebag term. Hometown hero. Everybody hates their hometown hero. You come back in town from two, three years away for Thanksgiving. You go to the bar. And there's a hometown hero in his varsity jacket. And it's like, bro, you played oh, JV no. for three years. What is going on? Like, everybody hates that person. But we should hate the niggas who still bitch about being bullied just as much. Because, like, you're 27 years old. Why the fuck are you still talking about something that happened 17 years ago? At some point, you got to let it go. So you're talking about if you were like not even bullied in high school, but like bullied, like does, is it just being a kid or bullied in high oh, school? Bullied at any point because at least ten years ago, that was ten, that was nine, ten years ago. You talking about shit that happened nine, ten years ago? Like it's it's that important that you're still bringing this shit up? 
I'm gonna tell you right now, my logic, I would be like, damn. You move past that, don't ever bring that story up again because you was a fucking lame and now you're telling everybody how fucking lame you was. I think people are probably going to be upset about the uh, the statement, but I think if you really dissect what it is, there is logic there. Absolutely. Like you can't spend your whole life focusing on negative aspects it because life is way too short. So at some point, you do have to just move on and just address and deal with your trauma. Hey, you know what? Maybe if you want to talk to a therapist about it, you're paying them, they're helping you out, cool. But we don't need to be at the bar and you're like, man... 12 years old, they threw me into a locker and then threw me in a trash can and rolled me down a hill or something. They make that their identity. Like, I was bullied. That's their whole personality. And I was like, bro, like, you're a grown man. Do you expect me to feel sorry for you? Like, what the fuck? Ugh, those niggas suck. Honestly, I don't buy into this because I think it's weird. Definitely ran into it a lot in college. One of my boys, when I first got out to a Mansfield, he told me he was like, he was from Philly, like really from Philly, like North Philly. And Mansfield, it's about two hours from Philly. You got a lot of niggas who talk about how they Philly. They act like they were part of gangs and shit. They was not. And he was like, I knew some of these niggas. They were squares in high school. But you come to college and you get to create a whole new person. You get to invent a whole new identity because don't nobody really know you. Fucking, it's true. It's lame, but niggas do do that. This is bullies people's best opportunity. After high school, wherever you go, you can literally invent a whole new identity. Nobody has to know you was bullied all your life. That's if you can get out of your hometown. Because if you're a hometown hero, you've been there the whole time. Yeah, but the hometown hero wasn't bullied. That's why he wanted to stay home. He a legend in them streets. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I had issues and I was going somewhere new, I would definitely just like revamp. Like it's your one time to like be whoever the fuck you want to be. Which I still think is kind of strange, but I'm not a hundred percent mad at it. I think it 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 could be strange if you just like if you're not being authentic. But I feel like if you want to like be a little bit different and embrace like a different side of maybe you were kind of repressed and you want to be more of like an artistic kid or something like that or you want to be like sceny or whatever like and you couldn't didn't have the opportunity like all right do your thing go out or maybe you want to be a frat star and that's what you want to be go ahead live your best life to a degree now's the time no just don't be a hometown i i don't get this i i do not understand the hometown hero thing like, maybe that's just because, like, I like the idea of getting out of where I grew up, and I think more people should definitely travel at, like, college and live somewhere else to get a good perspective on life, but I just couldn't imagine being a hometown here. Like, there's no place. I don't even want to be close to Delaware. So I didn't want to go to Philly because it was too close to Delaware. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine you being, being a hometown hero, staying somewhere. Like, life goes on, dude. I... Literally, do not talk about high school ever. Like, it is. Yeah. It was how long ago? Ten years ago since I graduated. Like, I, how do you guys even remember everything? Like, that's the weirdest thing. It's like people remember every little thing from high school. I don't even remember who you are. But here's the thing: <laughs> not I don't remember who you are. You got to keep in mind those people. What did you do after high school? You went to college. And then you moved to Jersey for a little. And then you went to Atlanta. So you did shit. The people who are like hometown heroes, it was just high school. 
And then they went to work on dad's farm or they went to go work construction in, in town. So they never actually like did anything. So all of their memories are fucking high school and they are lame as shit. I mean, I'm honestly glad that like Anna decided to go to law school out here in St. Louis. And then I went because like, I, I would like to think like if I, let's say I didn't meet Anna and then I moved to Philly because that would have obviously been where I would have went to like, it's still so close where it's like, yeah, you're in somewhere different, but it's kind of like a 1B. Like, you didn't really make any significant moves. That's what I told and all I my friends like about DC. That's terrifying. Yeah, you got to go You gotta go farther than an hour radius. Yeah, no. I think that's, if I could give anybody real advice, if you have any chance to move, like, substantially across the country, like, states away... Just do it at least once. If you hate it, hey, it's not built for everybody, but to experience it and to get different cultures, especially if you're going from like East Coast down to the South or Midwest or even the West Coast, like just getting different perspective and seeing how people live is super interesting. And you can find out like, hey, maybe I like this. Maybe I like this. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the best part, getting like different perspectives. Or I think it was for me, it was the most eye-opening was just seeing like, people really live like this way or like how different other people live. That was like the most like interesting take, like moving around fucking West Virginia, Vanceville, Pennsylvania, and then fucking now in Ohio. Yeah. I was going to say like out of all your moves, is it West Virginia the one that was like the most drastic for you? Hell no. Cause when I went to West Virginia, I was still on college campus and playing ball. So like most mm. of the niggas I was out there with was like from Northern Virginia or 757 Virginia they were from fucking out Pittsburgh. So it was really just a bunch of niggas. It wasn't really like even a West Virginia experience because all the sports team clicked together. It was definitely Mansfield. Once I stopped playing ball, decided to go to Mansfield, rural PA, not close to anywhere. Yeah. Um, That's when I had a girl tell me that she thought HBCU was a community college for black people. So like, (laughs) that's definitely when I learned the most. The HBCU. Morgan, I'm assuming you going to Atlanta is definitely your biggest learning experience. Yeah, everyone is super sensitive down here. Um, and also, it's like the guys here, you don't know if they're gay or straight. Because everyone just is like so feminine. So I feel like that's like a joke like- a lot of people make about Atlanta, but like it seems like it's true. It is. 100%. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, man. It's true, but it's not true. And here's why it's definitely true. It's definitely true about, like, Atlanta implants. Like, niggas who flock to Atlanta. It's not true about, like, Atlanta natives. But then all them came down and, like, changed it. Cause that's uh-uh. What you mean? Uh-uh. No. Atlanta natives? The way Atlanta guys dress is sus as hell. Man, I'm telling you right now. They, they want to be decked out all the time with like all these little wristbands, like fruity ass sunglasses. They're just literally so fruity. And it's just how they dress. And it's how they talk too. Like, I've definitely met many people who are from Atlanta, born and raised. And born and raised, are they from outside of Atlanta? Stop playing with us. <laughs> yeah okay but i live from in snow mountain dude. yeah it'd be niggas from like fucking 
Gwinnett and shit, not Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Nah, but nah, there do be some gays down there for real. Um, it's definitely an influx because of like everyone hears Atlanta's gay, so I feel like gays come there. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like entertainment, like central for the gay community, so it makes sense. But hmm. just wish the uh, straight men were just a little bit straighter. Nigga, all you gotta do is go thirty minutes outside of Atlanta, you gonna find that. But they're going to be too country for you. an hour in this traffic, and that's just too far. They're going to be too country for you. Hey, not everybody can handle a country, man. A good old racist. I didn't say racist. They're still black. I'm just talking like southern country. She couldn't handle the hospitality. She couldn't. She wouldn't know what to do. A nigga opening her car door. All right, let's get into someone else who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, Drake dropped a new album, uh, Dance Hall Style, and I'm not sure that's it, but I think that gets into a bigger discussion we have of artists venturing into different genres and why it might or might not be working for them both of those are great let me just touch on the drake real quick um he could have kept that shit was garbage one good song and it's only because of 21 i've been saying it for two years a boogie is twice as good as that mainstream nigga drake but niggas don't want to buy into it because drake is drake he has given us two fucking flops back to back at what point are we going to stop calling Drake Drake? Like, this nigga is not like that no more. I, I mean, like the album. I think it's good for, um, like, going out. Maybe you're at a beach lounge or something. Like, those kind of vibes. But is it, like, one of his albums where I would have it on repeat? No. But if the the vibe is right, you're out, I could see, you know, everyone bumping their heads to Drake. Obviously, the 21 Savage song was the best, but that's the only song that wasn't really, like, pop-ish. Trash. Did I, did I not say it in the group chat the night that it, it got announced? I said it is a little weird that he's dropping another album with no notice whatsoever, and then I left you guys at the review. I listened to it that night, and I told you. It's just a lot of dance hall. He probably recorded it when he was on vacation. And there was one good song, and that's probably only because it was different from everything. The problem with this whole dance hall vibe is people are like, oh, I can play this at the club or if we're chilling, this and that. If I'm going to play dance hall, I'm going to play good dance hall shit. That shit was not good dance hall. It was no, just- I don't think it should be for the club. I feel like it should be like if you're actually outside at the beach and it's sunny, like those vibes. But... I wouldn't suggest them playing that at the club. No one's going to be popping their pussy to that. Yeah, like, that's what it But, and when you said the only good song was at 21, I was listening to it in the bathtub. And the moment the beat came on, I knew this is the one with 21. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very clear. There was, like, a couple moments where you get, like, a slight glimpse. And then you're like, oh, we're back to this. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. No, I think that shit was big throwaway, um, big Drake trash. I just, I don't know why people think they've got to, like, Drake and Beyonce, niggas think are, like, above reproach. If it's bad, say it's bad. If it's not great, say it's not great. This shit, Drake has been on for the last three, four years, has been butt, dumpster juice. Y'all got to call it dumpster juice. Like, this is not the quality we're used to getting. When Kanye started to slide and his shit got a little wet, niggas was like, oh, Kanye's butt. Why are we not giving Drake the same shit? I don't know, but I also feel like I'm pretty sure Drake dropped like something saying like, oh, you know, 
I'm ahead of the curve or like ahead of the time, like with his album. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't just get to be like, I'm ahead of everything else. Like sometimes it's just not what it How is. How are you ahead of this? We already have dancehall. It's a whole category. It's a genre. He said, and I quote, it's all good if you don't get it yet. We'll wait for you to catch up. What? No. And niggas are listening to it like, yeah, this that new shit. Like what? No, I, I, I am agreeing with you. I think I think Drake is just it's it's kind of like the oh God was the dark lane demo tape yeah. where he just kind of like threw it out there and it was like, OK, fucking his mixtapes from like, oh, yeah. eight. Everyone has heard it. Certified lover boy, just not as good as it should have been. Care package, a bunch of throwaways. So, I mean, honestly, when has been the last good Drake album? Scorpion or is it Scorpio? Scorpio. Scorpion 2018. You got more life. Views. What a time. Like, he was on a run here. What's this, his seventh? I think this was. He peaked at five, bro. Like, it is what it is. He peaked at five. What did Wayne peak at? Wayne kind of peaked at five. Carter five was, like, the last good Carter. Well, Wayne was the other person who I was thinking of, like, artists switching genres. Did you fuck with his rock shit? I did. Prom Queen was my Yo, shit when he released that. I did as well. I literally was about to say Prom Queen. Yeah. Man, I listen to that all the time. I pretend I was like in the music video. Okay. <laughs> she was going crazy. It's just, it gets to the point though, it's like, I don't even know what to say about Drake anymore. Like, what can you say? Like, he, he kind of did dance hall a little bit and he went away, but it was like when he came back, it was never really like like I don't know what I don't know what he was doing, but it's just not it. Like I don't know if it, I think he's just too too far removed. Maybe he's too successful where he just can't connect and I think, give people music they actually want. I think that literally happens at some point. You like a you don't age out, but you like almost time out where like you put your best work out and you don't really have much left. If we're being honest, he probably put out eighty good great songs and hundred and twenty hundred and fifty great features. He had a great outstanding run. Nobody is saying like he wasn't like that. But like his time is gone. Fucking Wayne. Wayne's time is gone. Nikki, I used to love Nikki. Nikki's time is gone. Like your time come and goes. Niggas, like his fans just gotta let it be. It's his fans who are making it worse. Do you know there's a new Kanye song with uh X on it that dropped? Yeah. May twenty seven. I did not know that. I used to love oh, X. It's called True Love. Yeah, True Love. I was like, well, I think X's biggest fan. I think for I think because people already are able to hate on Kanye within the public like sphere, they have no issue slandering him with music. But when it comes to Drake, I don't know why he's so protected. It's literally it's Drake. I feel like he's not. No, he definitely is. Think of it. Think of like the media and shit that'll like whether it's Breakfast Club or it's the Joe Budden podcast or Rory and them. Think of the people that they shit on regular artists all the time, and none of them will ever talk about Drake shit being trash. Well, I'll say news outlets, yeah. But as far as like people, like. The comments I've seen, they all kind of have similar views as you guys, even people that I've talked to. Um, I think people are coming around finally, but I think it's taken a long ass time. Yeah, I've been banging this wagon for four years now about how trashy it is, no cap. I liked it though. So, but if y'all want some good music, put on that A Boogie, no cap. 
Um, I just want to think, like, are there any other artists who are able to kind of switch between between genres or, like, transition? I think the only person, and I don't even agree with this, but I think mainstream-wise that, like, Machine Gun Kelly has jumped through, like, 15 different I genres. was literally about to say Machine Gun Kelly, but I seen his interview, and he was saying, like, he was never going to make it in rap, and Pop embraced him, so he did that shit, and he's killing it. So I get that. Machine Gun Kelly definitely comes to mind. Um, not a hundred percent, but kind. Of, I think Adam Levine a little bit low key, because like everyone knows him for like, is he rock or is he pop? What the fuck is that? With Maroon Five. I feel like Maroon Five was kind of more like pop rock. If we're being all right, so they was that. But Adam Levine over like the last two or three years is featured on a ton of hip hop shit. Like he's on a bunch of chords for hip hop shit. Um. Okay. Taylor Swift. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, you got a Taylor Swift hater here. Oh my gosh. Well, we back in middle school, that's all she sung was country music. And now she's like so poppy. Wait, she was actually country at one point? Damn. Yeah, I'm... that's how she first came out. I definitely thought she always been pop. Mm-mm. No. When that was like eighth grade. Or seventh grade is when she like started becoming popular. So what was better, country or pop, Carrie? Carrie. Taylor. Oh shit! I'll send Carrie on the word. <laughs> what was better, country or pop, Taylor? Definitely country. Taylor. Oh. I feel like country to pop isn't as hard of a transition to going from hip hop to anything else. Like, I guess maybe if you want to go hip hop to R and B, but I feel like you would have to be. Kind of in that speed. That's tricky because them niggas float on that hip hop R and B like border, like Chris Brown, like Chris Brown, Ty Dolla, fucking Black. All of them are like hip hop R and B in the middle somewhere. I don't know. Those are only like big ones I can think of. I know I've seen some rock bands do pop shit, but like, eh. I know I could definitely do any genre. I'm versatile. Yeah, I've heard everything. Oh, Michael Jackson had a little rock era. He went from R&B to rock. Hey, but I think it shows that, I mean, maybe we just have a smaller view of music. We don't have a wide variety, but like, it's not easy to just go from one genre to another. Oh, no, definitely not. But I think that's... Drake should probably stick to to what he's been doing. That's successful. I don't think it's really like a vocal limitation or even like songwriting ability or melodies. I think it's more of like your core fans. I think it's harder to like gain fans once you start leaving genres. I think your core fans will stay, but like fans of, let's say, rock, for instance, if you're a pop artist going rock, your pop fans might still listen to your rock shit, but real niggas who listen to rock probably not listen to your rock shit. They're going to think it's a little act. I mean, and I'll, uh, I don't think this will surprise anybody. I have no, as a person who barely listens to music, I have no in- insight on what really good dance hall music is, but I can just assume from what people have been saying. If if you're going to go dance hall like Drake was trying to go or whatever, whatever vibe he's trying to get, you can't, like, go 50%. Like, you got to actually go full send with it. I just feel like people at the beaches in New Jersey probably love that album, though. I hate that. Because we could give them some real dance hall, and they could love that. It was kind of like when Drake went on his British rap shit. And it's like, bro, you are not killing this. I know British rappers like Stormzy and them who actually do this and are nice. Like, if I wanted British rap, I'd listen to those niggas. Yeah, that drill rap is different, dude. But not everybody can be a drill boy. 
All right, let's let's get into um, NDAs. Oh, this is a tricky one. How do this is like a four sided question? How do we feel about NDAs? Are we opposed? Are we against? A little background context. Um, I was listening to PBS the other day, and they were talking about how the lawyer on there, because of the Deshaun Watson case, was talking about how NDAs are a violation of our natural, our uh, God-given freedoms when we're born, and it's a violation of freedom of speech to sign an NDA because part of freedom of speech is the ability to change your mind. And then he was also bringing up the fact that if you sign NDAs for like any like intimacy at any point during that, they can break that if you thought it was like any sort of sexual assault or coercion. And then he was talking just NDAs on a big picture scale and how they're like a violation of freedoms and how people were saying that like, well, it's still a legal binding document. Some of the call-ins. And he was like, yeah, but being an individual, he was a professor of a law school, professor of law, at one of the schools. And he was like being a when I used to work in law, in big law, he said, he said, well, I used to work in big law. You know how many legal binding documents we got people out of? So he was pretty much saying legal binding don't really mean shit. And it's a violation of your freedoms because you can like change your mind at any given point. So I wanted some of y'all perspectives on that. I don't have an issue with NDAs because I think there could be stuff that, hey, if you want to keep things private, like you have a right to, just like you have every right not to sign it if you don't want to. But I think it's kind of bullshit if you're going to sign an NDA and then you want to go break it unless there's like what I would consider like legitimate reasons. Like if we're talking in a sexual manner, if you have a relationship with someone and they're famous, they want to keep it on the low. Um, but then something, you know, nefarious happens between you guys. Like you should have the right to be able to speak out. So here's this pitch. You're having a little, you're having a little something with somebody who's famous. You sign an NDA, you sign an NDA. You're never going to talk about it, but then you wake up and change your mind. Now you want to talk about it. So you talk about it. What at the end of the day, like kind of like he was saying, he kind of swayed me with that freedom of speech shit. Cause like at the end of the day, nobody did force you to sign this. But also, nobody is forcing me to keep my mouth closed either because, like, I can, change well, the my NDA mind. Is. I can change my mind on literally anything in the world. Niggas change their mind every day. I know, but also, so can you use that, like, if you're working for a celebrity and you have to sign an NDA and then you're like, oh, I decided to change my mind and take out my camera. Take out your camera? Hey, yo, now you violate in workspace like laws, but as far as talking about what you're doing, if you're not allowed to talk about your job, yeah, I think you could violate that and just be like, mm, change my mind. I I mean, all right, like, I don't know exactly if this is the scenario, but like, didn't Stormy Daniels, she had an NDA and then she talked about Trump, and I think she had to pay like, I don't know, two or 300K, but I don't know if that was for like a different suit or related I think to her she speaking. She did have to pay. But those are the ones where they're talking about, like, is this just? Is this unjust? Where do y'all fall on that line? Honestly, I'd heard some people say on the call is that they were talking about, like, there should be a time limit or, like, a statute of limitations on the NDA. I've heard people say that they ride with the NDAs, they don't ride with the NDAs. Altogether, where we are as a society, I think we got to abolish NDAs low-key. Because I, okay, so I think... What if someone was pregnant? with a celebrity and they had to sign an NDA, but then they just decided they were going to tell their family. 
and then it got leaked yeah, that, that was- this person was carrying Kim Kardashian's baby and now the paparazzi is like all in her face and now Kim has to worry about her child being harmed. I mean, that's part of being she, a celebrity. Like, just really wanted to talk to her family about it. That's part of being a celebrity, the like risk of the paparazzi. But at the same time, I do think she should be able to talk to her family. She should be able to tell people. I think that's where it gets tricky because that would technically be breaching the NDA. Um, I think paying somebody to keep a secret as a concept is just a terrible idea. And I think that's like a lot of the problems we have as a whole, as a country are the paid behind closed door secrets. So I think I'm farther, I'm closer to abolishing NDAs. There's something about paying someone to keep a secret just feels like grimy to me. But all right. So what if you just have an NDA where you're not getting paid? That's now you're just asking me to keep a secret. And if you're just asking me to keep a secret, what they say about secrets the moment you tell one person, it's no longer a secret. I'm going to keep my secret better than anybody I know because I'm not going to tell them. I'm for NDAs, but I'm just going to say it sounds like, Ezra, that you just want to have loose lips. I don't want to have loose lips, but I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to pay people to keep secrets for one. And then I don't want to punish people who speak up and then are punished because they let a secret go. To me, that's like weird behavior. Well, maybe There's... you just don't have any secrets that really can't be told. Maybe I don't. I don't know. If if I did, I probably still wouldn't want to pay somebody to keep it. And I wouldn't want somebody to pay me to keep theirs. Because at any moment, if I feel like I don't want to keep this anymore, now I'm in I'm in trouble for that. That's weird to me. If you get caught. They they won't catch you. I... But what it, I think there's like benefits to NDAs though, because I'm looking at like NDAs and it kind of falls into a different um, category of like confidential agreements, but like doctor patient confidentiality, attorney client privileges, bank client uh, confidentiality, priest and penitent. I don't know what that one is. I'm assuming you can't, your priest can't tell people. Um, yeah, but I don't even consider those like NDAs. When it comes to like doctor patient confidentiality and stuff like that, those I get because like that's a patient. You don't want your your doctor just giving your news out in there. So that one, like I make, makes sense in the realm of their profession, lawyer, client confidentiality. Those make sense. in like the sense of their profession, like your banker, you don't want your banker talking to the next nigga that comes in about the money you got. Like those things make sense to me. The just, but NDA, you want to abolish them. No, I want to abolish NDA, <laughs> non-disclosure X. I don't necessarily consider those like just. Those are them. I think those are like cat subcategories of NDAs. But if you want to abolish NDAs, then you're abolishing. No, I'm saying two things can be true. We can get rid of the NDA as we know it, where we're like paying someone to NDAs that you. No, I'm I'm saying we can get rid of the NDAs as we know it, where we're like paying or guiding someone to keep a secret. But we'll keep the ones when it comes to, like, it's their profession. Like, you don't want your therapist, once you walk out the door, to just talk to the next client that comes in. Yeah, by the way, Morgan is fucked up. Like, that's weird shit. Those ones I get. That's, like, part of their profession. I'm just going to say this also, just a side note. I think I think we give uh, professionals too much credit when it comes to, like, agreements, like doctor-patient therapist that kind of stuff there's no way if you're not telling a good story they're not telling some shit like i would if i told you a good story as a therapist i'd almost want it to be shared if it's that good no i definitely think they're definitely reusing that but they're probably just not telling you who which is probably still good in my books i don't have an issue with ndas 
But I do think there is definitely a slippery slope that can run into it, which is why I think, like you talked about, if the, if there's a way that's like actually serious, they can get you out of it. Probably not that like shut and closed kind of situation. Um, all right, let's get into. It's not top five this week. Doing a top three. I need you guys to think about this long and hard, though, okay? Because there is a there is a caveat. It it is we're talking about you know your orders from an ice cream truck, but we're talking top three orders from an ice cream truck when you were a kid. So I don't care what you think you would like right now. When you were a kid, if the ice cream truck pulls up, what are you buying? All right. And for the people, just before you go, people at home, we are going to attach the. I guess the options that I found with the post, so you can make your own choices at home. I probably could have done top five after you sent the picture. It was just hard. Wait, do you want to do top five? <laughs> sort of. There's just... All right, let's. T- we're it. We're back to top five. Top five orders. There you go. I was going to get that uh Sunday crunch strawberry first. Number two was going to be a cream sickle. If y'all don't know me, I am a fiend for creamsicle. It's actually been like a year since I've had one. I'm going crazy. Um, probably an ice cream sandwich next, just something classic. The rest of these kind of trash, I'm not going to lie. So it'd probably just be like any flavored popsicle because I don't really fuck with chocolate. Mm, number one would definitely be the fudge bar. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> you look like you eat fudge bars. Still love them. Um, and... Then it would be the vanilla ice cream sandwich. Mm. And then the Jolly Rancher uh, popsicle. And then number four, my chocolate chip cookie. Oof. Fuck yeah. Where do you even see um, that at? It's on the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'd probably get like the Jolly Rancher fake shaved ice. God, dog. That chocolate chip cookie is $3. Nah, you wasn't getting that. I was getting that. Um, so um, this is not going to surprise anybody. Um, number one is definitely the chocolate chip cookie, aka the chip witch, for sure. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> number two is also not going to be a, a shock given my Hispanic roots, the choco taco. <laughs> number three would be. Oh, uh, where did it go? It was the that orange push pop, the cool tube thing. I think that's the same thing you were talking about, right? No, you were talking about a cream yeah, guy. Yeah, the orange like push pop thing, fantastic. Honestly, number four that I would have gotten would have been the SpongeBob thing, and I would have been disappointed every time. Because oh, <laughs> that it always like you're like, oh, this looks cool. Like I want to get this. They were never good. Yeah, they freaked me out. Number five, honestly, yeah, that Sunday crunch looks fire. So I probably probably would have got that. Does anybody have any um, honorable mentions? Like, I know a lot of people like the uh, red, white, and blue popsicle. Those were a classic for some people. Yeah. Um, great for 4th of July. Oh, the Big Dippers? Those were like the uh, drumsticks before drumsticks were like really popping. Yeah. Those are always good. My mom loved those. That was her choice. That would be her number one through five. Y'all was looking way too deep down that job. Yeah. <laughs> you were just looking at the first top. Four rows. Yeah, so you're missing out. Once y'all get into that $2 range, you're getting hectic. That was, that was too much for you? Yeah. Bro, that would be, as soon as like you hear that going through your neighborhood, 
just trying to find any dollar bills I had in my room running outside. My mom was a big, uh, like the lemon, like the lemon ice or whatever. Not a, f- I mean, those are fine. It's just, it would never be my choice, nor with a shaved ice. I'm not a shaved ice person, though. I just love to like dig my teeth in those. Hey, yo, oh, that's disgusting. That's a <laughs> sociopath. If you want to Google the top 10 things of fucking serial killers, I bet they all <laughs> dug their teeth in shaved ice. And those ones were so hard. They were literally like a brick. That's why. Are you serious? You have problems. You're in a psych ward. Where are these? Oh, the Jolly Rancher, the red one. You said my Mexican roots, and I thought you were going to say that Dora one. (laughs) God, that would have been too. That would have been too. uh, What the fuck even is that? It just. I think a lot of these were just like heads, and they just put like a design, and they were like, that's it. Like I don't ever remember those being good. Wish they had those WWF ones on this uh, thing. I would have got those for sure. Oh, all right. Last thing before we go, that bottom right. Imagine just buying an ice cream pint from Ugh. a fucking ice cream truck. I know that was about to be the trashiest <laughs> amount of ice cream ever. That pint <laughs> fucking sucks. What are these two ball screwballs? There were screw like just balls at the bottom of your ice cream. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I don't know. God. The real question right. is, what the ice cream truck got now? I don't know. I was I I was looking at some stuff. Um, I was not impressed. That I don't think they have as much variety. I don't even. When's the last time you guys have even seen an ice cream truck? Just like, I saw a guy pushing a cart the other day, and it had music. I was about to say, just like fucking, if you're at like a festival or fucking, pretty much like a festival type shit. So I'm looking at an updated menu. They still have like the, you know, the pops for like a dollar, the bars for two dollars, the push pop is two fifty. All those like SpongeBob, Spider Man, still like three fifty. They have the minion ones now. Uh-huh. Um, still got the big dippers, the chip, which is now four bucks. Same with the Choco Taco. Uh-huh. They also have like Ben and Jerry's and like Magnum stuff to buy, and you can just buy Briar's ice cream pints for like five bucks. Yeah, inflation hit the ice cream trucks too. Yeah, it's a tough look. I know they are making like no bread low key. No, dude, I feel like that's a that's a dying business yeah. right there. The fuck? Let me get it from Uber. Um, all right, I think that's about it. Let's get into some music and TV recommendations. Music wise, do not listen to that Drake. Um, <laughs> fuck, what was I listening to the other day that was a bop? Man, just put on that A Boogie. Uh, Not the player. Just put on that A Boogie player. Um, Outside of that, TV-wise, Peaky Blinders is back. Ran through five of the six episodes. It's going fucking dumb. Book-wise, still reading Entertaining Race. It's getting good. Michael Eric Dyson really did something with this one. I have really no TV recommendations this week. But I have been watching a lot of Love Island. And the new season drops tonight, so I'm super excited. It's the UK version, so they're a little bit dirtier. Um, Song choices? I don't know. I've been listening to As It Was by Harry Styles every day. It really just makes me so much happier. Boo. It is a a thousand percent a bop. Yeah. Can't listen to Harry. Just driving to work happy as fuck. Um, and what else? If you have any books, feel free to throw them in there. No. Morgan does not read. Music-wise, Cigarette Daydreams by Cage the Elephant. 
Uh, I'm going to give a movie recommendation. Like I said, Top Gun Maverick, classic. If you haven't seen it in theaters, it's I mean, I'm pretty late to it at this point, but definitely watch it. Definitely, definitely worth it. Um, TV wise, we're like halfway through Stranger Things season four. It's kind of okay right now. I'm not going to lie. It's not as great as it could have been, but we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. I thought it was so good. I feel like this, I mean, I'm not going to, spoiler warning if you haven't seen three, two, one. I feel like so far, like, Fekna is kind of weird as a person. Damn, I already started season one. (laughs) So I, I feel like he just, he or she, whatever, looks weird. So that's why I'm kind of in and out of it. Oh my gosh. It just all makes sense. You've got to keep going. No, I mean, we'll finish. We'll finish it hopefully in the next, by the next week. The next time we record, I'll have a full opinion on part one of season four. The only thing that sucks about it is I didn't even know I was on the last episode. And then all of a sudden the episode ended and I was just like looking at my phone. I looked up and it was just showing me recommendations for the next show to watch. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think part two comes out at some point in July, so yeah, keep an eye out on that. Um, also, just a hot take, uh, movie theater popcorn, I love it, but I also feel like absolute dog shit right now. I feel sick, but also hungry. I'm very confused. Did you add extra butter? I did. You got to add extra butter. Okay. Yeah. Y'all are sick. Yeah, I need like an IV or something. Get me back to life. You should come to Restore Hyper Wellness. No, we're Every not doing free ads. We're, we're just going to block it out. <laughs> if we're if they're willing to cut the check, they can get they can get some ad time. They can get a little pre roll, mid roll, whatever they're. No, nah, I heard they got a six hundred dollar balloon budget. They could definitely cut us a check. Oh, that they could definitely cut us a check. Morgan, you can get on that. It's literally taking me out. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Porch Talk, No A. That is also the podcast name, Porch Talk Podcast. There's no A anymore. If you haven't noticed already, we got everything updated on socials, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Porch Talk, No A. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Spotify. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us grow a lot. So if you could do that, you'll get a shout out as always. We love you guys. We appreciate you a bit. Next week, peace.